coming to you live, coming to you strong, stamina, stamina all night long, Peer Pressure Podcast. Peer Pressure Podcast, so we coming to y'all. We came, we came straight to it. Going up on a Tuesday. We pulled up, <laughs> which we always do. We always pull up on people. Pulled up. And we are now here, Peer Pressure Podcast, with... Dun, 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 dun. You Drum ugly. roll entered here. <laughs> Killer May. Killer May. Killer May. Killer Pate. Killer Talk May. to the people. Tell them where you're from. Who you with? Uh, I'm from Dallas. Um, I'm up and com- Excuse me, up and coming shoe designer. Um, in Dallas, I I have custom shoes, heels, and I'm also doing body jewelry as well. Mm. I gotta stop you right there. You're not up and coming because you're doing it. So when you're doing something, you're not up she and coming. She's been on NBC. I just feel like up and coming because, you know, I haven't really established who I am yet. So once I, once my brand is stamped, that's when it I, you know what I'm saying? It's no, stamped. We're here today. No, we're yeah, not but, you. We're not but that's just it. from the outside looking in. Yeah, I got no, you. Know, not, we're just not going let to let you downplay yourself in front of us. Nah, you you not up and coming. You, you are killer made. <laughs> Well, and you, pure person sees what you're doing, and we trying to highlight you. It's dope. It's original. We're gonna we're gonna put you on we're gonna put you on the pedestal and put the gas in the car today. We're <laughs> not gonna let you sit up here tell us you up and coming. Yes. I appreciate that. But tell me this: How did you create the brand name Killer Made? Um, how did I create it? Well, I just have um, my nickname is Killer. Um, I've been Killer for about like ten years now. Where, where does that come from? That comes from. Man, me being one of them baby kids running, <laughs> trying to run the streets and stuff like that. And, you know, one of my homegirls, she's still one of my best friends to this day, actually. She just started calling me Killer Kills. So, you know, when I was creating my brand and I was really branching off, you know, trying to become an entrepreneur, I was just like, dang, what am I going to name it? What am I going to name it? And I was just like, it has to be Killer. Like, I don't know who I am outside of that. So uh, the maid just came from, you know, my designs. This was made by me, so mm-hmm. killer maid. Killer mm-hmm. maid. We fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. Says you was killer, so you was you was smacking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> she said she was in a baby. In, she in the most um, political, correct way to her. She was, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't nothing to be played with. You know what I'm saying? Man. Look. You, you, I need a whooping for sure. You were far, be far behind that though. We we moving forward. Facts, facts. <laughs> so you went to U T U T S A. So what made you even like go to San Jose? What made you? What made you even apply to college? Like after high school? I was just like, I think I lived my life on what's the worst that could happen. So I think you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I always think that I was like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, it's landing me in some trouble, but at the same time, you know. When I was, you know, about to graduate high school, I was just like, shit, why not? Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. And, you know, I ended up graduating. So that's a blessing. Um, but I specifically picked UTSA because originally I wanted to actually be a dentist. Okay. <laughs> so there's only like three dental schools in Texas and one of them is in San Antonio. And I was thinking, well, why don't, you know, I can just transfer over without, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, having to do the most. Yeah. But, you know, that was like... Another point. You said twelve majors right. ago. What did you learn, like living in San Antonio, and that, like, just adapting to their culture? Like, what's something different mm. from coming from Dallas? It's very different. Like, fashion. Everything is slower as far as like fashion, oh, music. Bet. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's very cultured out there. So you know, it towards like the Hispanic culture. So they have like, you know, Neosa. You know, different, different like parties and festivals geared towards like the Hispanic culture so most of the time if you don't fit in you're kind of like an outsider type of thing 
So San Antonio is one of them cities where it's like, it's enough for you to get your feet wet, but at the same time, I'm glad I picked San Antonio just because it was slow enough for me to like stay focused. I always say that I know if I probably would have went to Houston, you know, or some other school, I probably would have dropped out. You know what I'm saying? But San Antonio was definitely slow enough where I could still be like, let me get my ass to class. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's real. That's that, facts. That, that is that's real as fuck. So with you building your brand, as far as like support, do you get like a lot of support from like other uh, businesses around in in Dallas in the area. Like, who is your support? Mm, who is my support? Mm-hmm. Not who is. Well, okay. or, or let's let's go with okay. businesses first. Okay, so I don't know if y'all familiar with Villa. Soon it will be DTLR. Um, when I first Ooh, moved, so DTLR by Villa. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, um, okay, <laughs> but Villa was by. I mean, um, DK. DK, yeah, DK right. by uh, Villa by DK, mm-hmm. and now uh, DTLR. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's something. Mm-hmm. If y'all into shoes and sneakers, y'all know DTLR. They have the DTLR store in Atlanta. I went to it when I went to Atlanta. It's pretty dope. That was, yeah. That's just big as fuck. So, yeah, we're uh, we're about to actually, we're in the process of changing now. So, you know, by the time summer's over, the signs will be up. Uh, all that will be officially DTLR. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the villa locations will be DTLR, or mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yes. That's yeah. hey, I need to look at that. I need to read about Major. that. Major, look, that's Major. what's up. Thank you for giving us look, that the insight. Well, please, right. some it might go over a lot of people's heads, but right, yeah, it ain't going. If over. you're not into that, yeah, yeah if you're not into the sneakers and know about different stores and stuff <laughs> like that, that and that's just like Dallas period because DKs, man, mm-hmm. DKs was a game changer. DKs, man, mm-hmm. my mama spent <laughs> so much money. We spent so much money in DKs. Right. But um, back to your question. Uh, basically, when I moved back out here, one of my homeboys, he actually worked at a villa. And he told the district manager, you know, what I had going on. I was customizing shoes, blase, blase. And you know, long story short, I got linked up with the district manager of villa. And shit, straight off, I did about five grand openings for them. Damn. So five different grand openings. They had Fort Worth, Cliff, like... Uh, you know, I did a Tupac event. I did like a Converse event, like just at different villa locations. Mm-hmm. And what I would do, I was come out, bring my airbrush, and just customize shoes on the spot. So, and it was kind of tight because I never thought about actually moving my shit. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, bring my airbrush, customize shoes there. The in-store experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's tight though. That's tight that's though. So they really. They really took me from here, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was just off rip of, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, the love that, you know, for, that I had already initially got. So that's pretty tight. So I, I'm really rocking with Villa, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably the only job I ever liked for real. And um, so, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll, it's the events slow down because of the merge, but hopefully we get things popping soon. Well, y'all come, y'all visit Killer May. In Villa, she can assist you with a size eight and a half. That's my size. I'm just kidding. Yeah, eight and a half. She can assist you with whatever size you Sit need. Whatever new sneaker release is out. If you're into sneakers, <laughs> which I know everybody is, we love sneakers. So I know. Originally, you started out doing restorations. Like, did you did you start out doing restorations at first? Kind of, sort of. Yes, kind of, sort of. No, like I wasn't really just cleaning up the shoe to make it look original that's mm-hmm. kind of like what a restoration is mm-hmm. but in regards to cleaning the shoe to get it ready for a custom mm-hmm. then that type of restoration okay. but okay. I've done a few restorations as far as like cleaning up the shoe and making it look like you know close to as original as possible but I don't like doing that 
No, I don't. <laughs> you like really customizing? Yeah, just give me a brand new shoe. Shoot, forget all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People be when I first started, people used to what? People used to give me shoes they I'm sure they probably some, didn't fought in. Some dusty crazy. You know what I'm saying? They'd mow the lawn in. And I'd be like, wait a minute. You know, so I found out early sideways. like Yeah, like what can you do with these? Uh, you need to go just go buy you some. Yeah, that's a miracle. Okay. <laughs> you can go to church with that one. <laughs> so so what was the first shoe that you made or maybe like I guess maybe one of your favorite shoe designs that just kind of really just, I guess, put you on, like, setting it off as a shoe designer. I mean, like... See, I don't know, because, you know, you asked me that earlier, I was just like, I don't know, because I never really just... Focus. ...got into what people thought about what I was doing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I never really did it, because when I found, when I saw that I was good at it, I was like, oh, we finna take off. So it wasn't really like a... Oh, this is the shoe that it put me on because yeah. you know what I'm saying. If I was getting love, cool. If I wasn't getting love, cool. I'm still going. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So it's a passion. So okay, you're not even paying attention to the exactly, exactly. and the likes and stuff like that. You yeah. just keep going. So you don't exactly. even, do you feel like you even have an audience because it seems like you don't have a projected audience. Like oh, I'm making shoes for this crowd or that mm-hmm. crowd because you have such a large. You know, right? Because everybody has feet. Everybody, mm-hmm. has, you know, everybody. Like once, you know, a custom made. Well, I mean, maybe not everybody. It's not everybody's thing, but you know what I'm saying. A lot of people do want that. Oh, ain't nobody got these type of vibes. So that's what kind of the that's what kind of the vibe I want to create. Like, like this that custom drip. Right. You know what I'm saying. You ain't gonna get this nowhere. Like this ain't no internet shit. You know what I'm saying. Like ain't going walking the store and buy these facts. So, with starting your business, what is something? That you would tell with you starting a business, what is something what's what's a, a piece of advice you would give somebody as far as starting your business? Mm-hmm. And just having that willpower willpower to work for themselves. Well, I'm I'm naturally hard headed. Like I naturally don't listen to nobody. But I feel like that has to be key. You really have to know who you are and know, you know what I'm saying? You have to really be on some 2020 type shit because it's going to be hella people, hella people you love, hella people you don't like, you know what I'm saying, switching on you, whatever like that. And it's going to be hard, you know what I'm saying? But you really have to have that willpower to be like, I ain't listening to nobody. This, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This this my shit. This is like, for me. Especially with me, like, in the beginning, I started calling myself killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, And people think that was something that I created when I started. She was like, nah, this been me. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people were like, that's too abrasive. That's too harsh. That's You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's too much. <laughs> Which tell you your brand. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You but you know what I'm saying? I went on the news and I had them new. You know, I had the whole newscast saying killer made. So. No! So you just got to be able to just... Kill a maid. You know what I'm saying? Not even think about the critics and just take one... Use that L to just fuel you to the... You know what I'm saying? Because once you catch your first win, that's going to be... You know, it's going to erase all them other L's. So people what? just got to get to that first triumph. And once they get that, I feel like that's going to be the hardest... You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. going to be the hardest thing to get over. Yeah. Never L. Never a loss. Always a lesson. It's always that's, a lesson. Oh, yes. That's how Jay-Z that's, said this shit. It's never really a loss. It's just listen. <laughs> well, we had a topic: hustler versus entrepreneur, mm-hmm. or both. So, like recently, like you said, we've been seeing. We saw you on NBC. You had an interview. You did some shoes for Yellabeezy, Money Bag Yo, Mike Jones. Like, hey, how can you say at the beginning of the interview you, you up and coming? Like, you know what I'm saying? These are some major. <laughs> these are some major, major accomplishments. How was it working with these artists? Working um, with. 
And how did what was the process of you actually landing these 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 deals with them with the Snickers? God, right? I was gonna say <laughs> the was universe. It yeah, because something about me like it's just like with this shoe, you know, design and stuff. I literally didn't be like. You know what I'm saying? If you if you would have talked to me two years ago, one year ago, you know what I'm saying? Like three years ago, and like you gonna be a shoe designer? I'd be like, well, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's not me. I wanted to do other. You know what I'm saying? I was always creative, and I always wanted to use that. You know, for some type of business. I didn't know what it what what it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. So with this, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, this fell into my lap. So how can I have, I don't have no preconceived goals. I don't have no, oh, I'm going to be that fly shoe designer in Dallas. Yeah. I, when I started that, I'm trying to make some money. Yeah. Let's see how much money I can make yeah. doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never thought I was going to be running to these people like that. But literally like when you reciprocate and you know what I'm saying? You fuel off that positive energy and that love, that shit going to come back to you tenfold. And I feel like that's what, you know, that's what's been happening. Like, I don't have to lift a muscle like Yellow Beezy, Moneybag, all them artists, Mike Jones literally came to me. Like I wasn't on no like, let me go put, you know, artists in my shoes. Like I know, you know what I'm saying, what I can produce. I'm just on some stuff like when it happens, it'll happen. The mm-hmm. universe is gonna lead me to the mm-hmm. right way when it's you know what I'm saying, when when he's ready for me to get that gift. So And that it was like was it dope as far as like talking did y'all chop it up, have any like uh, conversations um, did they give y'all any did they give you any advice well no nah, not really like okay so who was first Mike Jones was first so Mike Jones it was cool cause he literally came to Villa mm-hmm. so Damn. that was like is that Mike Jones is that Mike Jones and at first I wasn't gonna be on the oh my Jones listen to my mixtape <laughs> type shit you know so I was chilling yeah. but I, I always wear my shoes to work cause like you know what I'm saying so People, you know, people always be like, oh, who, you know, shoot, talk about my shoes. You know, he ended up peeping them. We got going. And then off rip, the first day I talked to him, he bought some shoes for me to do. Mm-hmm. So that was tight. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. chopped it up for a little bit. When I dropped off the first pair to him, he ordered two more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so that was pretty tight. And he really, you know, shed some light. He's a humble dude. So, you know, I fuck with him off rip just because he didn't know who I was. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. pay for the shit. Yeah. Like, awesome shit like that. Like, Looked straight in the eye, told him my prices, you know what I'm saying? He was with it. So that was that was pretty cool. And then, you know what I'm saying, a couple weeks later, this is all happened in the same month, actually. A couple weeks later, um, I got linked up to BZ. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, one of my partners, Stephen Ray, he had hooked that up for me. And I was just, you know what I'm saying, give him the shoes, whatever. That was cool. Nobody really, money back, he said that was fly. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I Money bag. I know you should need my know my shit is fly because he wore them hoes twice. Okay, like, cut, cut on camera. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and that that that's the type of shit that will really fuel you when you think that like, man, is this really worth it? Am I, am I really doing something right? Mm-hmm. But then money bag wore my shit twice. You know what I'm saying yeah. on stage. On stage. You yeah. know what I'm saying. A, a artist is not gonna go on stage if he not fly. Head to toe. Yeah, he these are facts. wore my shit twice. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like not once but twice. Anyway, yeah, twice. But then there's also. <laughs> Another, another, yeah. <laughs> another um, artist, his name is Gunna Measy. Gunna Measy. Yeah, he bought some shoes off my feet. I saw, I feel feet. I saw mm-hmm. on your feet. Feel lives, feet lives, right? Yeah, I was so like, that, that was crazy. He was, he's just a crazy ass nigga because I just thought he was playing. Yeah, he was, he's a known for real. Right, he was, he was just like, nah, I'm with him for real because I had overheard him like shout out his shoe size to like a girl or whatever, like, damn, damn, nigga, where my size? And then he was like, where you get them? No, I want them right there. And it was so cool because he didn't know who I was. I didn't 
know who he was. Mm-hmm. So, so was you know like, what I'm yeah, saying? It was on some like we just people right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, you don't know who I am, I'm a designer. Oh, you don't know who I am, I'm a rapper. Like, yeah. but it was just on some like, you know, we really hit some business shit. Like, uh, you know, aside from like who we really you know, who mm-hmm. other people see us as or whatever, mm-hmm. we were just chopping it up on some real shit. So that was pretty tight. That's lit. And the NBC uh, interview, how was that? Like, how did you learn that? Did they come approach you, or did you have to like submit something? No, they approached me. Oh, I'm telling you, all of my, all of all that shit, that shit come to me. Yeah. So basically, what happened was one of my um, homegirls had submitted me to this blog site called Voyage Dallas. Um, Which I know, I know Voyage Dallas. So oh, I just so. you know typed up something you know for my um, interview towards them or whatever, and. You know, right? And it was crazy because it was all in the same month. It was Mike Jones. Then three days back to back, it was Yellow, Yellow, excuse me, Yellow Beezy, Gunna Mees, and Moneybag. Three days. Then when I got, because I actually went to Denver for Moneybag. When I got back from Denver, I got an email from NBC just basically saying she ran my interview mm-hmm. and she wanted to interview me. Oh, that's a blessing. Right. So up. April was a April was a was lit. April was lit. Nah, but do you feel like your business has pro- has progressed since these interactions, you know, with the rappers and engagement with NBC? Or you feel mm. like you kind of already had the That shit clout to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit clout. <laughs> but, it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just really humble, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't just take, you know, opportunities like that and let yeah. it pump my head. Because yeah. at the same time, as easy as it was to get it, Easy it is to you know take it away from Facts. me. So Facts. I mean, once you see me riding in the Benz, drop top, something like that, that's when I'm probably gonna stunt. But you know, until then I'm gonna stay humble. Stay humble, but still get in. Yeah, you got it. You got the juice. You got this way. You got the the drip. Get in your bag. Stay Get in, in your bag. bag. Stay in your bag. I mean, you got a whole face tattoo, so we know you want your bag. You want a face tattoo? She's like, no, I don't. Yeah, what is, yes, what is the meaning behind I it? I had a Kanye That's moment, and I just... No, you know don't worry about Kanye. First of all, there's Kanye is Kanye. That's what I love about Kanye, but I hate it at the same time. Kanye is who he is, and I hate the word crazy because I feel like people stuff that people are afraid of, they start to call it crazy. Mm-hmm. So Thanks. don't say that you're in you a Kanye know? moment. You mm-hmm. was just being killer in your bag. Now tell us a story. I'm going to correct you when you got <laughs> down. <laughs> I, was, I was really kind of downplayed, but you know, cats. Kanye is just so, you know, it's just crazy Spread. as an artist, yeah. you know, like, you know, my name Killer, you know what I'm saying? Like, not just saying I'm on some thug type mm-hmm. shit, but you know, like, I got that name for a reason. Give so, when you become an artist and you let people, like, I guess you put yourself out there to be judged, it leaves you hella sensitive. And you know what I'm saying? And I really don't like that, but you know, it, it leaves it the genuinity, I guess, if that's a word, mm-hmm. in your artwork. Genuinity. So, I just feel like, you know, just me just battling who I used to be with who I was and trying to still move forward but still you know what I'm saying being held back by some people it was just a lot. it was the beginning of the year you know what I'm mm. saying that's when you really have this come to me yeah, moment you know over. what I'm saying so it was just <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch of stuff and I was just like Get like it was just one of them things. It was just sporadic. All these emotions were collided together, and you know what I'm saying. I just felt like, I just felt like as an artist, you know, I never wanted that platform. I never wanted to be in the spotlight. I never wanted to be famous. Um, you know, all the other artistry that I took was in the background, creative directing, background, event planning, background, producing, background. You know what I'm saying? I was literally okay with my 
artwork having more credit than me, you know? So when it started getting reversed and people saw me before they saw my shoes, it was kind of hard to deal with because it's just like, that's cool that you see me as an attractive person, but don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't do business with me or don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't use that to define who I am. Use my artwork to define who I am. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I got this face tag because, you know, I'm a, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to put the stamp on me. I'm going to put it on myself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And at this point, now I got a face test. So it was just like, shit, either you rocking with me for me or you not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I had to create that boundary before anybody could create it for me. Like you know that. what I'm saying? And what is it? Let me see. It's a rose. It's a rose. What made yeah. you get the rose? The rose is just because, you know, just because I always say, like, you know, there is no, there's no shame in my story. You know, I, I let people always want to look at the thorns and, and, like, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes and I feel like those are thorns in your life. You know what I'm saying? Where people will judge you off those mistakes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But people are so focused on the thorns, they don't even look at the rose. You so know? So, yeah, I never told them like that shit. So that's pretty dope. Y'all got that out of me. So. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm still a flower. You went with a baby girl. Hey. I'm still a flower. Hey. Tell me about... I was supposed to go to something, but I actually want to touch on this. So, so even speaking out of this, it seems like you tapped into your passion and purpose. And um, I saw uh, I saw something that you posted, actually. I want to pull it up because, I mean, it's Mental Health Awareness uh, Month. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Today. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I'm, um, I mean, I really want to pull it up. Oh, yeah, we pull up. We pull up on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You want to cite the source. Looking. We want to cite the so source. So, anybody interested in being Pure Pressure Podcast, know we're watching your Instagram as well. Facts. For Stop real. It. Don't block me. Um, <laughs> so, you talked about how, like, in 2015, um, the things that happened forced you into a solitude that helped you find your core. And, like, I really read the whole thing. I want you to know, I read the whole thing. Thank it, you. it touched me Thank definitely you. home. And then I, I really came into the end. And what really just, like, fueled that you can ask that how, how I sit in the car, I would just, like, um, you said, take the time or take time to drown in your solitude to figure out who you are when you have nothing left. Then let it fuel you. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. like to dig deep. You know, it's really like you telling the people like you don't have to be your circumstances. You know what I mean? Like dig deep, dig beyond those those rough moments where you right there at the finish line. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. I was just motivated by that whole. And what inspired whole, that? And what inspired that? Because I feel like you really mm, you really told your soul in yeah. words. I did, and I always do, and I, and you know, I'm always, you know, very transparent, especially on Facebook, because Facebook is more like, you know, you can write a monologue type of thing. Niggas right on Instagram just like to see like pictures and stuff like yeah. that. So, especially on Instagram, Instagram was probably like, you know, kind of got my whole story as far as like me, you know, what I'm saying, going into this business and stuff like that, but. I, th- I feel like a lot of people don't find their purpose because they give up, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and I feel like when it's times where, you know, I was going through this depressive state and it wasn't like a week or two weeks. It was three years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a long time to be feeling like you want to give up every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people go through that shit. And that's why I feel like, you know, it's, 
it's me as a black person, it's me as a female, it's yeah. me as an entrepreneur, it's me as somebody that got that shit out the mud to take this platform that I've gotten, regardless if I wanted it or not, and, you know what I'm saying, fuel my people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, shit, I ain't no, you know, I ain't no, you know, like, I feel like if I wanted to be in a position to flex, you know, I could do that, but that's not who I am. That I'm here to, to, you know what I'm saying, inspire other people. And like I said, when I was at my lowest and I was just stripped of everything, I just felt like it was three things left. My creativity, my optimism, and my compassion. Like, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't a time where I was going through the depressive state where, I let people feel that. You know what I'm saying? Because gotcha. your vibes bounce off of people. So I feel like it's not say, not so much as my duty, but at the same time, like, who am I to come up and have our, even be looking down at people? You know what I'm saying? Thanks. And I just want people to know that, like, people go through shit. People, you know what I'm saying? People go through shit, but it's never, you know what I'm saying? Any interview that I've ever done, and they ask me the same questions. What are hardships? What are obstacles? I'm like, shit, what are those? You know what I'm saying? I, I never go into specific details of what I've been through because that shit don't matter. That it shit, don't matter. That that shit, that. You know what I'm saying? That shit, right. that, that, shit, that, that shit made me. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, especially with mental, excuse me, mental health and, you know, just really just focusing on who you are. And, and you know, I feel like sometimes as black people, we kind of like, we kind of promote like, Hurting other people, you know. Yes, yeah, we like, do. We can double we back. Definitely do. We can double, double back on that too. We promote hurting people, right? So, have you been seeing that shit on Instagram with that little Tay girl? No, who's Lil Tay? You don't know Lil Tay? Oh, okay, I know who Lil Tay, but what you talking about? The as for the little the little Asian girl. Okay, the bad one. Yeah, the nine year old. How do you feel? Basically, basically they said that she's basically a fraud, and like her family's teaching her to say these things, and they pulled up some from 2017 where she said the N word. I'm about to pull it up, but you kind of know who she is. How do you feel about that? People kind of promoting ignorance now. The pump or cultural appropriation, like it's elements of being black that they fuck with like the ignorant parts of it they you know commercialize it and it's just like okay or nigga we get braids now these are the Kardashian twister you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I guess this will take and I want you to all your broke ass Julie pop looking ass niggas I'll fuck your oh, mama wow. cause she has thought and I'll become your father by spending money on child support I'm only nine years old this will take and she I'm been nine for a long time. And it like. says she convinced it nine. says Jace, Jason convinced his nine year old sister to say it was her slur and said that she was gonna fuck people's mamas. It says apparently it says apparently her brother and mothers are puppeteers forcing her to repeat racist slurs in appropriate black culture. She's a victim but her family is scums for forcing her to do the all of this. Mm. And she's nine year old, nine years old, and I feel like yeah, and and we can't bash yeah, we can't never bash the nine year old girl because I have a nephew and he kind of you know kids pick up to what you do, but how do you feel about that now? That's the way people feel like they have to win. Like how you feel? How you feel? Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but there's a lot of shit that's going on in the social media period. Social media is is really a facade, like you know what I'm saying. And, And now that I've realized, you know what I'm saying, me being on this platform or whatever like that it, it just really like you know I hate I post shoes and I post my business so much I don't even want to post my post my personal, personal shit anymore right. you know what I'm yeah. saying so I just I just feel like this like 
if you know what I'm saying, we still grew up in that phase where MySpace was our thing, but we still yeah. had to go home to get that yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? We see that shit and it doesn't really affect us. We like, oh, whatever. But my concern is, is for, like you said, your nine year old, you know what I'm saying, niece or nephew or your nine year old cousin who really like, you know it's what I'm saying? I was at the barbershop getting my hair cut. Little boy said he wanted a six nine tattoo. You know what I'm saying? So I I just feel for the the kids like who are really digesting that shit and yeah, really like feel like you know what I'm saying? I mean not yeah. necessarily because school gonna teach them that yeah, you know what I'm saying like um, their peers gonna teach them that they they gonna learn if it's not from you you can't shelter them forever yeah you can't shelter mm-hmm. them but it's your parents had those conversations for example when the Kanye shit happened you know the first time first I talked to my little nephew who's seven years old like you know I told him you know who Kanye is he said yeah I said well hey. We gonna we not gonna abandon Kanye, but Kanye's tripping. Then you know what I'm saying? Cause he said kids talk about stuff like yeah. that. Right. So yeah. it's, it's up to the parents to have those conversations that y'all feel like oh they too grown. Well they see it anyway, so just have the conversation. Right. So that I feel like in that aspect it's the parents. Not that so it's hiding the information to keep the information from the kids. Cause the kids are gonna get the conversation, but it's when you talk. I mean the uh, the uh, the kids are gonna get those conversations. They gonna get that. They gonna see that stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. But it's like having that conversation with yeah, them. Yeah, like, but then when, but then when you get into that, it's just like you you know what I'm saying. Like as a parent, you know you know how parents are about their kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to hear you say you need to do this with your kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's my true. kid, and that's why and you that's know? why and that's why we fail them, man. Man, so, I feel like the teachers, the te- they're, they're the ones that going for sure see, you know what I'm saying, for see, mm-hmm. see them every day. They're the ones that's supposed to be spilling that knowledge anyway. But not, no, know? that's not true though. Knowing a lot of people that work in education, it started at home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you should be instilling the things in your child that's so that when they're not in your home, they're being a particular type of way. And I say you can control your child, but like, right, you know, right. it's just like. What do you, what do you tell the mama that? work two jobs exactly you know so it's, it's like I feel like us, I, that goes back to mental health black people we, we show really no compassion in the home not even black people people period because everybody working everybody grinding yeah. uh, money ain't got no face on it but if you see other cultures and how like family oriented they are as far as everything else working it's, together it's a big disconnect like mm-hmm. Spanish culture people, Asian culture I mean yeah. that, that's true that's true and even when I, I was in San Antonio like a big I'm big on non-profit so I worked in a lot of uh, nonprofit industries, you know, doing different jobs. And one specific job I did have, I was a public speaker. Basically, it's called a coach advocate. And we would gear towards schools and bases and, you know, all kind of like, you know, after school programs that those kids didn't have that mom there every day to instill that, you know, basic things, self-esteem, right. how to handle authority. You know what I'm saying? That's, so basic things that, you know what I'm saying? They mom working two, three jobs, no other parent in the house. They don't have time to sit down and teach them this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. only have time to pick them up from school, take, you know what I'm saying? Right. Basic things, making sure they fed, making sure they clothed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, it like, you know, like just like everybody says, like that shit sound cliche, but it take, you know, take a, was it a, a village, village? A village, a village. Like, that's everybody. Everybody, everybody. got to play their part, everybody though, man. Play, everybody has to play their part, though. Having a conversation with your kid, don't take that much that's time. Sex. Yeah, Especially, like, my niece, man. Like, I just, you know, I just be telling her she beautiful just because. Like, just I cause. never want her to be that girl that feel like she ugly or exactly. she, you know, because you look great those, today, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Those yeah. type of situations, that's that's harming to your future self. Like, but yeah, we just got deep on them, boys. Yeah, yeah man. Can't pressure podcast. We about to get a little, you know what I'm saying, spicy. We feel like you're spicy. Yeah, we you gotta listen to spicy. all the podcasts. Yeah. I'm definitely spicy. What, what the time so we trying to see you, 
about your a little bit get a little what's going on you know personal life you know we to have the drip known to have a little spicy you and know. can you be an entrepreneur and still have a love life cause Hell me no. I feel like Ooh. you cannot <laughs> I feel like you can well, well no. it depends on what you want to be committed unless, to unless your partner just is busy I feel like they have to be just as busy. Yeah. Yeah. They have They have to be, you know what I'm saying? They have to know that, like, when it's break time and it's me and you time, we going to get that in. But when it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you say, get in your bag time, y'all going to have to understand, you know, part, part them ways so is that, and shit. Is that you trying to tell us that you single or is that you trying to tell us that you <laughs> Single ready to mingle. I had a like a pringle. I'm single. I am single, but you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Whatever. She's in that place, true. I'm good. She dancing. No. She dancing around the question. We ain't going to She dancing around the question. I said I was single. <laughs> oh, okay. Y'all single. crazy. Tepin, play the, ooh, in the 90s kind of world. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I got it. Keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. We're going to keep that in right here. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yeah. Okay. At first, I didn't know what you were talking about until you start singing the song. And I realized you, you talking. answered so many things that I even I was going to ask as well. Like, I appreciate like, Queen Latifah. Uh, let's see, what else we got on the dock? It's so many things she answered that I didn't even have to ask. Yeah, we didn't even have to ask. So, what's your brand? So, tell us about your brand. What is Killer Made? What services do What services do you offer as far as shoes, yeah, the jewelry, the heels? Let's tell them about them. Underwear, clothes. Yeah, give us a business inquiry. I definitely give me just basically what I um, what I do. I custom um, heels and shoes. You know, any type of shoes. New Balances, Nike, Reebok. You know, any kind of shoes. Um, like I said, I'm not so much as the restoring yet, you know, um, still inquire. That's cool. Because I'm actually working with, like, a, you know, with a, another customizer. So we might bring that back. Heels as well. Um, and those are also custom. And then I also draw my body jewelry line. This was my second year. I dropped it called Dipped in Gold. I got so basically what it is, summer. just chain. You know, I have, like, five different chains. And if you want an anklet, you want an armband, you want a belly chain, thigh chain... Originally, it started off as thigh, thigh chain. chain. Thigh. Mm-hmm. Thigh. Thigh. Not oh. thigh chain. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, it started off as thigh chain. thigh chain coming soon. But then, Kimmy you know Nate. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I'm able to make, I make bra chains. I make garters. Yeah, I, just saw like, I really want a bra chain. I'm going to so put in that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you what's your website? Your website is going to be killerkillv.bigcartel.com. Cool, cool, cool. Clothes? Clothes coming soon? Clothes? Not yet, not yet. A lot of people haven't asked me about clothes, but it's just like right now I know my lane. My lane is shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm keep doing shoes. Just saying, Gary said, it's, it's an artist in Dallas that just really stay in his lane. <laughs> <laughs> stay in your lane. Do you have any, do you, do, you, do you feel like you have any competitors or you just really focus on sale? No, yeah. I just feel like as a as a designer, as someone who does customs, like it's it's still a, the art of it. You know what I'm saying? The next person can do what I can't. I can do what the next person can't. It's just like I said, it's about finding your own lane, and that's something that I feel like was a good thing. And why my career has kind of heightened so fast was because from the beginning, I always had the thought process of like. What do I like to do? What I don't like to do? What You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I good at? What am I not so good at? And I was basically creating that lane. So it was just like, man, I know them shoes is killer, killer mm-hmm. made. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I always wanted. I, I'm not on no internet. Like, people send me, can you do it exactly like this? No. 
I mean, I can, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to. I don't want to be no copycat. Yeah, you learned that in first grade. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who am I, I as an artist to just take somebody else's work and mimic it because I can? Like, you know, I'm yeah. too creative for that. All my designs are literally off the dome, and I feel like that's what kind of puts the ambiguity of it and you know like curiosity like oh how these gonna come out how they, you know what I'm saying like and I love that it's I your love, fix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so love you love freestyles hell yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah just to make it off the dome mess up keep going like are there times when you can look at a person or evaluate who they are and be like boom I'm gonna do these like that like yeah. I'm gonna do this for them and that's kind of cool because I like sometimes I like if they don't want a specific thing I kind of like stalk and see their style or whatever mm. like that and I know you, I know you know Key whatever she, yeah I saw Key she, she was had, good please um, mm-hmm. she had what's it called DJ she and lady, ended right? up getting um, some shoes for me and basically, when I dropped them off, they matched her outfit she had on. Yeah, I saw it. Right. That it, was was it was icy. It was icy. I was like, damn, that's dope as fuck. So, yeah. It'd be little moments like that. I'd be like, damn. She said she might be ordained. Spice. Yeah, true. Cool. I mean, Peer Pressure Podcast. Peer Pressure Podcast. We got some questions for you, though, that we want to ask you. Um, so, question number one. What's three of your favorite songs right now that you listen to? Three of my favorite? Um, Okay. I really like Excuse Me by Kevin Gates. It's kind of old. It was on yeah, his on past Yeah, on the Issa album. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, my shit. What else? Let me see what I've been searching. She said, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real nigga. It was some money. Yeah. Okay. You in your bag. You in your bag with them. Yeah, I like what I really do like is like you know, I kind of one for the plug and one for the love and one for the plug and one for the hey, love two phones. She, she got another one in the brown. But treat treat all three of these phones. Give my oh, I like that Psycho by Post Malone. Yeah, I like that song. I like that yeah. song too. Um, one more. Give me one more. And then let's see. I know it's a money bag song. I just been replaying. This I think guy. it's Big Facts. Big facts. Big facts, yeah. So, excuse me. So, Killer Made, quick three uh, play, uh, three song podcast. I mean, it's three song podcast. Three song playlist. Killer Made's three song playlist. We got number one, Excuse Me, by Kevin Gates off the Isla album. Number two. What did you just say? Psycho. Oh, Psycho, Post Malone. Oh, yeah, I've been drinking do say. Number two, Psycho, Ty Dollar Sign, Post Malone, Post Malone, Ty Dollar Sign. And number three, Big Facts, Money Bag, yo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's a song that um, you've been listening to? I mean, what's a song that you just tired of hearing? Number two. Two played out. Mm-hmm. Two played out. What's a song that, that just played out? You just don't want to hear it. You hate it. You, if you don't listen to the radio, you might not feel like that. But yeah, I really don't listen to the radio. Or a song you're seeing girls bobbing their head to on Instagram. Mine's oh, you know, I haven't even listened to Cardi B album yet. I haven't. I really need to. But you yeah. one of those. You like just mm-hmm. listen to what you want to listen yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, same yeah. here. Same here. Yeah, you don't so. for, I try to force myself just because the podcast and have yeah, a conversation to, be, yeah. to yeah, listen yeah. to yeah. New, new, new music. You but I'm to. one of those who I listen to. Oh shit, all the song. I'm tired of that. Man, bitch, you're not a freezer. No freezer. I'm tired. Everybody mama know now, so they. Yeah. Tired of that. You got one, B? Yeah, when I'm just sick of. I'm just tired of. 
I'm just tired of Radio P. I'm tired of so many different songs, though, because they, they play the same thing all damn day. Like, I, somebody jacked my goddamn ox cord, so it's been a real struggle. And I'm just damn, tired of every fucking thing. You lose the ox cord. They're going to leave me with a little small. Little. That's a sad day. I'm one of them that listens to music literally from the time I wake up to, to the time I go to sleep. Life. Music is life. That's why I put them in here, All day. All right, we got another question for you. Oh, I wrote my questions wrong. I wrote one, three, four, five. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> question number three. What's your favorite question? Purple. Purple. Mm, royalty, royalty, royalty. Facts, facts. Okay, I see y'all. See, I changed it. And your top favorite uh, artist? Top five. Of all time, dang, all time. All oh no, time. you can just say currently. You can no, say I like, I like, all I like, I like all time. Oh, what you, yeah. you seen timeless? So, well, I mean, now that you said all time, you gotta put Badu on there. Ooh, Number Badu. Badu. Gotta put. Ooh, I love. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Is it Stephen? Stephen Marley. Bob Marley song. I like Stephen. It's like with Stephen? a ph. I don't know yeah, if it's so, Steve. It might be Stephen now. So but forgive us, but I love him. I really do love like reggae music. That's a vibe. That's a He has this acoustic version of one of his albums, and I just love mm-hmm. it. I can listen to that all day. That's a vibe. So, Badu, Stephen Marley. Ooh, I love. I love old Wheezy, like Dedication 2. Uh oh. You just said this to this. <laughs> if, if Wheezy had a cult. <laughs> love him. I love old Wheezy, old Episode Drake. Of Martin. I'm really into like. <laughs> Wayne, y'all better stop disrespecting Weezy. Right. Weezy is go. still the best. Weezy F, baby, yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm really into like relating to artists as far as like my mindset. So you know, I feel like I'm in my come up stage. I'm I'm feeling like I'm in that Lil Wayne when he didn't have it all, but he was hustling to get it. Mm. So who's on that? Kodak is on that. You know, he's still YFN is on that. On that like. I'm a hustle for mine type shit. He mm. not really. He is still t- rapping about the cars, hoes, clothes, whatever. But he's still his. You it's know, pain is music. It's yeah, yeah. Money, cars, so, hoes, hoes, hoes. So yeah, he's still rapping. You know what I'm saying? Letter to Lucci, yeah. like all that. So what's the new? Oh, one more. I, I just made this one up. A artist that you feel like people are slept on, sleeping on right now. Who's who, who? They sleeping on? Man, I don't know. That's you. That's in your playlist. Jeremiah, I love him. That's my baby daddy. Who's Jeremiah? That's my baby daddy. I love Jeremiah. I love, love, love him. He had a concert last last year, and he totally canceled it, and I was heartbroken because I was literally going like throw my panties on stage type shit. Jeremiah, how you gonna do this to so spicy like right here, right now, like right? This? Anybody yeah. in the city that you listening to? Um, busy, I guess. If if you want to say he from the city. Um, Busy, we need tickets to see your next show. Peer Pressure Podcast. Busy, we need your Peer Pressure Podcast. So, yeah. But, yeah, I love Jeremiah. Love him. Peer Pressure Podcast. I think this is it, Mona This is it. We signed it out. Did you have fun? I did. Thank y'all. Killer Maid, Killer Pay. Ooh. And where can they follow you at? Follow me at Killer Maid. It's going to be K I V. Shit, shit. That's going to be K I L L V. M V D E. Look at the camera and tell them too. Peer Pressure Podcast. K I L L B M V D E. Tell them who you with. Tell them who you with. Killer Maid, Killer Pay, signing off. With who? Peer Pressure. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Peer Pressure Podcast. You had to get out of